never sounded so good. Matinee for the Cubs today, going for two out of three in Detroit. The Cubs begin the day with a half-game lead in the race for the final wild-card spot. Iowa State offensive lineman Jake Remsburg is reportedly back practicing with the team, the first of the players charged in the wagering probe to do so. USC's Caleb Williams says he's taking a wait-and-see approach to his decision on the NFL draft. The quarterback is the current favorite to go number one in 2024. I'm Doug Thompson. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow-smoked wings and world-famous baby back ribs, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller with you until just before one. Of course, Murph and Andy at that time. The drive with Heather. Uh, no, with Sean. Heather's off this week with uh, Sean Roberts and uh, Jared Stansberry uh, today from 3 until 6. David Eichelt momentarily. David Kaplan, bottom of the hour. Trent's plays of the day. Circus Sports sponsor those. Let's it's a get... David Power Hour. It kind of is, isn't yeah. it? At least at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can find a David that pitches tonight. <laughs> right. <laughs> a little picks. prop bet. Uh, let's get David Eichelt in here. 24-7 SportsHawkeyeInsider.com. Hello, David Eichelt. Trent and Ken, how are you? What's going on, guys? Good to be uh, good to be joining you, especially after a uh, newsworthy kind of morning. But uh, always appreciate you guys having me on. It certainly is. You know, let's cross promote before we get into this. You will be joining Heather and Sean weekly during the season. Are you Wednesday or Thursday? I think you're Thursday. I am Thursday this week. In the past, we've done Mondays, uh, but I'm pretty much game for whatever they they would like me to do. Uh, but I know I will be in studio tomorrow from 4 to about 5.30 talking all things Iowa football. Gotcha. Well, that's going to be a very popular segment, and uh, then uh, Nick Olson's going to do likewise for Iowa State. But let's get into Iowa. I guess we should start with Noah Shannon, who is suspended for the year. That must mean he bet on an Iowa sporting event, not football, uh, but bet on a um, – Women's basketball or men's basketball or whatever the case may be. Wrestling meet. Wrestling, sure. Uh, you can bet on that here in the state of Iowa. Um, surprising that it was that length. We kind of just assumed that when he went public and took himself out of Indianapolis and Big Ten media days that you know we'd see him on the field at this point. But apparently, pending appeal, that won't be the case. Yeah, you know, I had my own kind of thoughts about how long it could potentially be, but there are also some details I was missing because they've been so locked tight about this. But it's definitely a blow to Iowa football. I'll say Kirk Ferentz was very, very upset. I mean, he went on a few-minute rant defending Noah's character, and I think he has a good point. Remember, Noah Shannon has not been criminally charged with anything, and he has not bet on any Iowa football game. And I think Kirk wanted to make that known. It's not like he was betting on his team because Kirk added that if that was the case, he absolutely understands the punishments that are in place. But, you know, he, he was very upset that Noah Shannon, um, he said he got caught in the emotion. Um, he did bet on, bet on an Iowa sport, I'm assuming. I'm just projecting here. I'm assuming it was women's basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, missing Noah Shannon for the year would be a huge blow. And like I said, I know they've gone through the appeal process. I think if it does go through, maybe they lower it down to six games, and I think if you get him for the back half of the season, that would be a very big boost for Iowa football. But it is interesting because we will not know about potentially other suspensions 
until there is something in writing from the players saying, hey, you guys can go public with this information. So we're still kind of waiting and seeing, but it does sound like from all accounts that Iowa football knows of the players involved and what the punishments are, but they just can't publicize them right now. Why do they continue to hide behind FERPA? I don't care what his grade is in biology. That's not a FERPA violation. Why, why does the University of Iowa, and they're not alone, it's completely different than NCAA violations, correct? I believe from my understanding of it, yes, it's completely separate. Uh, I, I just think that, you know, the University of Iowa is trying to take the approach of, quote-unquote, protecting the student-athlete. Sure. But it's not going to – I'm a little bit surprised that the information has not leaked, mm-hmm. to be quite honest with you, just from some outlier because of how long this has been going on. I think people behind the scenes know of some players are involved, but it, it, it's one of those just very dicey situations, as frustrated as we are about it, until there's something in writing about what the players or the people involved w- want to do. We just kind of have to sit here and twill our thumbs and drink our coffee and wait. <laughs> so what? Let's let's fast forward to Friday, uh, forty eight hours from now. We we in the past that's been a day when we've got a depth chart uh, prior to the week one game, and we're we're pretty sure that one of the names that's going to be that hasn't been made public yet is a starter. Will that? person will that player be on the depth chart and then you know next saturday rolls around and you guys are sitting in the press box you're saying who's dressed who's in street clothes who's going through warm-ups and then we connect the dots will they put him on the depth chart knowing that there's a pretty good chance he won't be able to play but his name's not public that's a good question i would say yes i was going to take the cautious approach because why kind of leak the news in that way when they don't have to and kirk really does not put much stock into those sort of depth charts. I mean, how many times he jokes about, oh, I don't even know who's on the depth chart, <laughs> it's right? So it, it's not going to surprise me if they just take the safe approach. And even if there is a player or two that are on the two deep, I, I would venture, unless the names have already been made public, he's going to put them on just to kind of avoid the questions. Makes a lot of sense. All right, let's get into Cade McNamara and Eichold. You and I are seeing this completely different. Now, I know you have your sources over there and your information. I had somebody involved with the football program last week. Just pass along that he's going to try Cade McNamara to play against Utah State, but it was a little more touch-and-go than kind of what it felt. And you're talking about what Dolph's saying. Come on, Eichold. What Dolph's saying, <laughs> let's, let's not go down that path. And, and reading through the transcript, you were there today and hearing what Kirk had to say it's not just a little tweak. This is a little more significant. That's the way that I read into it with McNamara, and he's certainly not 100% ready to go for Utah State at this point. Is that fair? I would say that's fair. I mean, I think just – I thought it was significant with, with Dolph and what he said just because of his connection to the program. Now, do I buy that Cade's going to be 100%? No, I, I think that's mm-hmm. fair. And I've reported this on my message board throughout the past kind of couple of days. And Kirk basically confirmed it today. I think that they were they were optimistic about the injury. I also don't think that Cade has necessarily responded in the best way to said treatment. But I do think it's going to take a lot for him not to trot out with the team. I think maybe the game plan is a little bit more conservative. Mm-hmm. But getting in-game reps with Cade McNamara is going to be incredibly valuable, especially going forward. Uh, but, I mean, if, if Cade goes out there at 80 to 90%. I don't think that that's crazy, but those muscle injuries are so weird. I think Iowa avoided a big potential catastrophe. It's not the hamstring. It's a quad. Um, but we'll see what happens over the next couple of days. I mean, we're talking about a world-class medical facility. Maybe the treatment starts working a little bit better. And the treatment hasn't been bad. I want to make that clear. 
it's just not the most optimistic in terms of pushing that timeline forward. But if we see that next Monday that Cade's not out there, then I'm going to have an eyebrow raised or so. And, and what will that mean? Because Labus, to the best of our knowledge, is, is still not back. Uh, Deacon Hill's been the guy. That would, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, uh, elevate him uh, into the starter's role against Utah State, right? Because Labus just, we don't think he's available yet. I mean, I think Deacon Hill, who just is completely grip it and rip it, like John Daly, except we're not talking about cigarettes and beer, he is going to throw it all the way down the field, just watching him from the scrimmage. That's a guy that loves to take chances. He has a cannon of an arm. I think Iowa just heavily rely on Caleb Johnson in the running game, get Caleb Brown a couple touches. But then I think Deacon Hill would just be ready to rip it down the field. Uh, and that, again, that's if Kane McNamara is not playing now. I don't think Cade is questionable based on reading Kirk and knowing the way he goes throughout these press conferences. I would venture Cade right now is probable for next Saturday's game. I, and I'm not guaranteeing anything. I think it's unrealistic to guarantee anything. But I also don't think it's questionable. I think he's probable going into next week. Fair enough. Hope and so. We will wait and see and see if Friday gives us any news. And obviously, early next week, see how that practice is. Because it's game week. We are almost here. I cold. It's been a full off season. We have talked through this team in every possible angle, every possible position group. We're getting clarity of what this team's going to look like with the suspensions. Where are you now officially? What do you believe this team is going to be? Your choice, division winner, win total, college football playoff. How deep are you going with this Iowa football team? I think Iowa. I think Iowa should be expected to go to the Big Ten title and at least have a realistic shot. I don't think it'll be a repeat of a couple of years ago, especially if Cade McNamara is healthy. I think he's on a mission. And I've told people, look, Cade's not going to be the guy that's an eye-popping statistical anomaly, right? It's not going to be a modern college football throw it down the field fifty times a game. But Iowa needs Cade McNamara to do what he did at Michigan. And if that's the case, and the Iowa offensive line holds up, I think Iowa's in a great spot. The upset of the year, I think Iowa beats Penn State during the whiteout during week four. I think Iowa loses to Purdue at home for their first loss. And I think Iowa beats Wisconsin, and then they're going to drop one more down the line and go 10-2, and two, and they will be in Indianapolis for a Big Ten title shot. Yeah, I, I saw you put that. Was that one of the videos you did in Nashville when you were there a couple of weeks back, the, the Penn State prediction? No, I just did that a couple of days ago did with uh, Rock Island TV station. But I also, about 10 minutes ago, just wrapped up some more 24-7 sports videos, which should be available either later today or tomorrow. And I get a little bit more in-depth about why I picked Iowa to beat Penn State and some more official predictions there. But I think people should be excited. I think Iowa has a really good chance of being a really good team. And we'll see what happens with the offense. I think the pieces are in place. I know we've said, I said last year, but there really is no more excuses. Brian fans and that offense have to execute. They have to execute. There, there's just too many, too many on paper talents for this offense to be as bad as it was. Preaching to the choir. All right. So if it's not Iowa and it's not Wisconsin. Who is it in the West? I think it's Illinois. Yeah. I think Illinois has a great defensive front. I think Luke Altmeyer can be a reasonable quarterback for Brett Bielma. I think they have some talent. I think they're well coached. I think Illinois' biggest problem is can they live up to having some sort of expectations for how bad they've been over the past couple of decades. But I think Illinois get put field a really good team, and I don't think that's a lock that Iowa beats Illinois during senior day. I think this Illinois team is going to be legit. Offensive line, big key this year. What do you hear in up front and – 
just continuing to wait. Dejan Parker, I was just so excited finally having what felt like a true right tackle out there. How healthy has he been during this fall camp? Yeah, we kind of asked Kirk for an update about three specific players, and conveniently, I think Kirk avoided Dijon. So it's just kind of waiting and seeing there as well. Again, reading the tea leaves, right? Right now, I think there's seven to eight reasonable players that can go out there and fill a role. The starting five's not identified yet. But I'll say this, I continue to hear that Logan Jones has just been awesome throughout mm-hmm. camp and throughout this offseason, and I have no reason to kind of push back on that based on the performance I saw uh, during the, the fall open practice. But I think Jennings Dunker needs to be able to be consistent. I think Mason Richmond at left tackle is the big key. But Iowa just needs consistency. They don't need to be dominant, but they just need to be able to have a consistently high floor. And if that's the case, I think Caleb Johnson can take care of the rest in the backfield. I I, I really think he's in for a breakout year. But again, can Brian Ferentz put this team in a position to succeed? Because I think the offensive line is going to be a little bit better. But uh We'll see what the, what pieces and what Brian Ferentz wants to roll out there. Uh, to the defensive side of the ball with Noah Shannon, now knowing his fate, that means the depth chart switches. And that moves Aaron Graves, the kid at this time last year, we were all just uh, salivating over just, you know, what kind of career is he going to have? How high uh, will the highs be, et cetera? Um, and it was, was going to be impossible to live up to those expectations. But he's been in the program for a year. He's had a full off season uh, of training. I anticipate a big jump. I'm guessing you do as well. Yeah, I think he can be an all-big thing caliber guy. I said before even the Noah Shannon news broke that Aaron Graves could be the Lucas Van Ness of this year's team. Not that he could go professional after because he still has to play another year. But this is a guy who is already a freak of nature physically. He has put on 20 pounds of muscle in this offseason. He is about 6'5 295 pounds. I really think he could be in for a big year. I think him and Y.A. Black, I know a lot of some other beat writers, Scott Dockerman is very excited about what he can bring to the table. He definitely has the size and the physicality. I'm sure you guys saw the picture that was circulating yep. on Twitter a couple weeks ago. He is no small human, but... If Iowa was going to lose a player of Noah Chan's talent, leadership, and skill, and feel okay still, it's probably in that defensive line room. Because I really think Aaron Graves could be a six, seven sack kind of guy. I, I'm just, I'm really, really excited to watch him play this year because I do think he's going to be a problem for opposing offensive lines. Away from football just for a moment here, and yesterday it looked like perhaps we also got to know the wrestling. We continue to hear that the wrestling team was going to be a hit hard with the gambling investigation, and it currently appears to be that case, certainly, from a tweet from somebody that's in the wrestling community at the college level. guy that not exactly is a Hawkeye fan in Pat Mineo, but he is a guy that has a lot of information, according to his sources. Tony Cassiope, Nelson Brands, Abasad, and Kobe Seabricht are out for the season, along with Kennedy and Shriver also going to be sitting out multiple meets. Have you been able to verify anything on the wrestling front and... Talk about impactful. I mean, you're talking about four guys, not just All-Americans, a couple of guys hoping to win national championships in their final season. Yeah, so let me let me phrase it like this. I have not been able to confirm the report that is circulating out there, but since the beginning of the investigation, I've been told by multiple people, and I quote from a direct text of somebody affiliated, the wrestling program is screwed. <laughs> and I think that was significant to me. Uh, again, I'm not reporting what the specifics of suspensions are. I'm only relaying what somebody I trust told me, and that had been repeated throughout the past couple of weeks. I'm in wait-and-see mode just like you guys, but based on the report, 
that would not surprise me whatsoever if that was true, just given some of the text messages I've heard. David Eicholt, uh, HawkeyeInsider.com, part of 24-7 Sports. Uh, appreciate the uh, uh, the relationship and the segment again here uh, today, David. Look forward to doing it uh, real soon. Thanks, David. Hey, thanks, guys. Always appreciate talking to you. Take yeah, care. Good to talk to you, David Eicholt, HawkeyeInsider.com, as we check uh, in and catch up on the Hawks. The wrestling program is screwed. Yeah. If it is those four names out for the year, absolutely. Mm. So likely Noah Shane and Bet on the women in the final four against that South That would Carolina. be my guess, yeah. Very well could be the same for the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Does the crime fit the punishment? No, of course it doesn't. Especially if you're over 21. Now, if one of these players' girlfriends was on the basketball team, I think that's a different conversation. I think if there's a relationship like that, the conversation's different. Mm-hmm. But you're betting on an affiliation and you lose a whole year of eligibility. Mm-hmm. Can't we have the governor of common sense come in here for the NCAA and no, say, No, there's well, no such thing. <laughs> oh, there isn't. Not there. No. But Trent, here's, here's what needs to happen. And here's what should have happened. Sports wagering has exploded mm-hmm. since 2019, right? When was passable return? It was, yep. Two- 2019, New Jersey got it, and then it spread across. But the rules that are in place, the archaic rules that are in place, have been there since it was put in place in the 90s. Yeah. It's time to... And they did evolve and change. Well, they have to, and they have to change the punishment because it's everywhere. They have to do more. Right. There needs to be more. You can't bet on your own team. Right. You can't bet if you're if Your you're collegiate underage. career is over. Right. If you bet on your team. Over. And I'm okay with them not being able to bet on college sports for that very reason you said. Mm-hmm. Right? Relationships. Right. But if you want to bet on the Super Bowl and you're 22 years old and your season is over, you know, you're in, you're in uh, winter workouts, you know, and you're a football player, and it's it's the first Sunday in February, whenever it falls. You want to bet on the Super Bowl, ten bucks? Struggle wrapped the in my mind. Common sense department yes. of the NCAA wrapped up in the excitement. That's what Kirk said about Noah Shannon. It was an exciting time. You remember it? You were caught up into it. A guy that said he wouldn't open your blinds to watch a women's basketball game, and you were into women's basketball. Everybody keeps bringing that up, and every time it happens, somebody gets pissed off at me. And I said it. I'll admit it I said it. But I wouldn't have. And now? I can't wait for the season. You got into it yes. big time. You were, there were times you were Trent, more do you deep. think that people think that I was alone at this stats? I was the only no. one that had a microphone and the balls to say it. Right. Absolutely. But it changed. It evolved, oh, and you got God. into it. Because of one person. So to think that somebody... An athlete on campus didn't get caught up too and say, I believe in this team. Precisely. I'm going to bet them to beat South Carolina Precisely. at, what was it, 5 to 1? They're like plus 550. I'm going to put 20 bucks down. Uh-huh. I'm going to turn it into 125. Right. Yeah. And then at, at the halftime and the end of the third oh. quarter, you're pissed off that you didn't bet more. Right. Uh, David Kaplan next. Lots to get to with Cap. Yes. What is going on in the South Side? Is it good news? We thought it was. And then there's report that. Tony LaRusse is going to get involved Get him out again. of there. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station. Cappy next. It's 106.8. Station KXNO. 
If you're thinking of incorporating or setting up an Iowa LLC, zoom right past LegalZoom and work with Rush Niggett, a Brick Gentry PC. He's set up an affordable online small business package that helps you decide whether to form a limited liability company LLC or a corporation. With Rush Niggett's help, it's easy to form your new small business. Rush Niggett, a business lawyer with Brick Gentry Law PC. Go to RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush. 106.3 KX. Trent Condon back with you. Are you a DIY landlord? Then you probably don't have much free time. Between finding tenants, filling out tax forms, repairing drywall, and answering calls about runny faucets and leaky toilets, you're not free to do much of anything. That's why you need Renner's Warehouse. When our professional landlords go to work for you, you're suddenly free to do a lot of things. Free to get a good night's sleep. Free to have dinner with your family every night. Free to take a vacation. And free to be so efficient managing one property, you're free to acquire even more. And one step closer to financial freedom. Go to renterswarehouse.com today to book your free home rental price analysis. Or call 515-528-4429. That's 528-4429. And feel free to remember this rhyme. DIY is no way to be. Call Renner's Warehouse. Do you remember the last walk-off homer to win the World Series? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, wolfsono.com. The biggest pro football contests in Vegas are back and bigger than ever with $14 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circus Sports. Enter in Nevada, play from anywhere, two ways to win and no rake. Play Circa Million, make five picks against the spread each week with quarterly and full season payouts, or join Circa Survivor. Select one team each week straight up. Last the longest to win it all. $14 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit CircusSports.com for details. Circus Sports Iowa encourages you to gamble responsibly. Problems with gambling? Call or visit. State agent with the Misty Solwich Home Selling Team. Miller and Condon, now David Kaplan, uh, from, uh, well, Chicago, ESPN 1000, sponsored by Centurion Stone of Iowa. Lots of ground to cover, and Cap joins us. Cap Trent and Ken, thank you for coming on. Uh, how are you, first of all, Cap? How are your week going? Um, it's going great. I'm out on a hike today while I'm talking to you, so... Hot, I like it hot, so I'm good to go. All right, well, it's uh, things are heating up on the south side, Cap. But first of all, shoot this down or confirm that it's true. Is Tony Larusa back involved with the Chicago White Sox as of tomorrow this morning in a consulting role? Do you know if that's true? That is true. That's a hundred percent. They're going to have uh, dinner tonight, I believe. Jerry, Tony, and Pedro Grafol. And yes, that is true. But it's not as big a like breaking piece of news as it's being portrayed he never went away he left because his health was bad and he was going through cancer treatments and Oof. health is you know certainly not great you see the pictures of him I he did. does not look like himself no um 
but Jerry has always relied on him as one of his closest confidants. So it's not like Tony is going to be the guy picking the new GM. It's not like Tony's coming back to manage. He's Jerry's sounding board. More what he is. Yeah, the pictures are referring to it. There was an event in St. Louis. Was it Scott Rowland going into the Cardinals Ring of Fame or something like that? And they sold Larusa. I guess I wasn't aware, Cap, of the health battles that he's uh, uh, that are currently uh, um, fighting. But boy, he did not look good at all. Anyways, Trent, sorry. No, terrible. So, White Sox fans, our buddy Sean Roberts, Emery Songer. Mm-hmm. I think I named all of them in Des Moines, but <laughs> White Sox fans in this market, what? Do we read into this? Is this a good thing? Reinsdorf finally getting rid of some of the old guard, or are we looking at a different avenue? What's your takeaway from all this? Well, it's a good thing because change needed to happen. It's one of the most disappointing teams in Chicago sports history, not just this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, that window was open. They rebuilt. They traded away a bunch of guys. And you remember Rick Hahn's quote? Someone asked him, you know, about winning a World Series. Well, we're not trying to win one. We're trying to win multiple. Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> try getting there and winning a playoff series first. And I like Rick a lot. But the level of dysfunction in that organization is so extreme, is so unbelievable, that I could tell you multiple stories, some of which I relayed on the radio this morning or on my YouTube channel last night, where this is a fact. Kenny Williams was allowed to make trades with two teams. That's wild. That was the Yankees and the Marlins. Rick Hahn handled the other 28. (laughs) And so they are literally at the trade deadline, and Kenny's on the phone with Kim Ang of the Marlins, and he says to Rick, hey, I think I can get that young pitcher I like, uh, whatever, uh, Eder, I think is his name, E-D-E-R. And Rick said, what's the price? Burger. Uh Uh-uh. We don't have a lot of great guys in the room. The fan base loves him. He's our only power in the lineup except for Luis Roberts. No. Rick gets on a call to make another trade for something else. He's working on it. And here's Kenny go, you got a deal. And Rick goes, a deal for what? <laughs> he said, I got either. I got the kid. Who? Jake Berger. I told you no. He goes, well, I'm your boss. Done. We're getting medical." Deal's done. And that's a fact. And Rick, I know for sure, tried to resign on multiple times and was told by upper management, Jerry, okay, you want to resign? I'm not going to let you out of your contract. So if you walk away for the length of that deal, you're not working for another team. So what do you do? I mean, do you just leave all the money on the table and then go right off into the sunset and not work anywhere in baseball he tried when tony got hired and there were multiple other times he was told no i can also tell you that there's a name named called ryan mcguffey he's one of my closest friends ryan is the head of white Sox content at nbc sports chicago he's covered the team since 2004 19 years ryan comes on my tv show unfiltered before i left tv and this is last summer. And he says, look, I asked him a question about the Sox and their struggles with Tony at the time. He said, well, when you don't let your manager, uh, your GM hire the manager he wants, and you don't let your GM do this, Rick's the boss, and Rick has to be able to do whatever it is he wants. 
I go to the ballpark 24 hours later. I'm not kidding you. 24 hours later, I walk on the field. It's 3.30 in the afternoon. I'm going to do my TV show from the left field stands, and then they're going to have a game on our air. And I'm on the field, and I hear, hey, Cap, get over here. I'm like, get over here. My dad died 20 years ago. Who's <laughs> speaking to me like that? And I look, it's Kenny. I walk over. I said, what's up? He said, who the F is Ryan McGladry? I said, who? He said, Ryan McGladry, that little blankety-blank red-haired guy that's talking about Rick Hahn yesterday on your show. McGladry? You mean Ryan McGuffey? McGuffey, McGladry, whatever. You tell that little blankety-blank, Kenny Williams is still here. Kenny Williams is in charge, and Rick doesn't do anything without my permission. All of a sudden, my cell phone rings, and it's my guy, Ryan. Hello, Cap, what's up? I said, uh, somebody wants to talk to you. I hand the phone to Kenny. (laughs) Kenny airs him out profanely. Listen here, blankety blank. You better understand something right now. And airs him out. Looking like he's the cat who ate the canary, he hands me my phone back. I grab the phone back, and Ryan says to me, okay, who was that? That was a joke. It was funny, but who's that? (laughs) I said, that was no joke. That was Kenny Williams. No way. That was Kenny Williams, and he is not happy with you. And later that day, people at the White Sox found out about it and called Ryan to apologize for the unprofessionalism of one Kenny Williams. That is the level of dysfunction that has been allowed to fester in that organization for far too long. Boy, oh boy. Uh, let's go to the north side, Cap, um, and uh, Drew Smiley. Let's start there. Although Tommy Birch from the Register reporting that uh, Jordan Wicks, who was, he's been down here uh, and he's been uh, um, he's been lights out. He's been terrific. He's a left-handed starting pitcher. He was supposed to pitch today. He was scratched from his start. It was not injury related, according to Birchy. Smiley's supposed to go Sunday. They can't let him pitch again. Um, he's just he's, he's sadly he's just he doesn't have it anymore, as we saw last night. Um, pitching's going to be the death of this team, Cap, isn't it? If they die, that will be the death of this team. I completely agree with you. Um, I, I haven't seen Jordan Wicks this year. I've been too busy with the major league team. I hear good things about him. But Drew Smiley last night lost not only because he can't pitch anymore, but the pitch mix that he used in the ball game last night. Okay. So, Ibanez, Andy Ibanez, right. took a home run in the first inning on a floppy breaking ball that just spun up there. One of two. Okay, the next, the next time he comes up, I would think that someone with any type of common sense would go, you know what? He hit my crappy breaking ball the last time. I'm going to try and bust him inside with a fastball and then go away from him and see if I can find a way to get this guy out. Nope. Goes to the same floppy, crappy breaking ball, and he hits it nine miles out for a three-run homer and you lose a ball game. You know, if you lose a ball game and you're 22 games up the track, nobody really cares. You get you do that in the middle of a pennant race, everybody's ticked. Cap, let's finish up with yeah, the Bears. <laughs> and preseason game number three. How much of a dress rehearsal is this going to be? 
how much of Fields and company are we going to see out there in the final preseason game? Well, we have a problem now. Yesterday, Darnell Wright had to leave practice with an ankle injury. Did not finish. They're not calling it serious, but they don't really give you much in the way of injury information from that coaching staff. And that's fine. They don't have to tell us anything, but that's the way they handle it. So that's one injury. Nate Davis has not yet played in the preseason. He's getting what they're calling ramped up because he's been injured. Didn't go through OTAs, didn't go through minicamp. Hasn't really been involved in training camp. Okay, so that's your right tackle and your right guard. Your center, Cody Whitehair, injured his hand. He can't snap the ball, so they moved him to left guard because your left guard, Tevin Jenkins, is out six to eight weeks minimum with two strained calves. Your center now is Lucas Patrick, who wasn't good enough to get on the field as a free agent signing on a bad team last year. So he's also been injured in training camp. He just came back two days ago. He's your center, and and then you got Braxton Jones at left tackle. So four of your five have been absolutely banged up, and I'm terrified that they're going to get into that Green Bay game and not have an offensive line. Oh, boy. That's the problem. That's huge. That's a huge problem. Indeed it is. Cap, we are out of time, my friend. Good to speak with you, as always. Enjoy your hike. We will catch up with you uh, next week, all right? All right, hey, can Jordan Wicks get the job done? Yes. Tell me that. Well, he's better than what we saw last night in Smiley. Mm. And I haven't seen I haven't seen Wicks pitch. But, I mean, I think Trent's better than Smiley at this point. <laughs> that was bad. If Trent's pitching, let me know because I'm all in. <laughs> I'm betting. We're, we're partying afterwards, that's for sure. <laughs> Thanks, Cappy. You got it. See you, buddy. Take yeah. care. Uh, David Kaplan. Uh, Drew Smiley. That was awful last night. Just yeah. terrible. Uh, anyways, we'll take our time out. We'll come back. Trent's plays of the day still to come. We'll tell you about Centurion Stone of Iowa. Uh, they sponsor Cappy on a weekly basis. We're certainly grateful to them uh, for doing that. Centurion Stone of Iowa, that is the website. If you have a project that involves stonework, whether it's inside, whether it's outside, outside, uh, any size project as well. Check them out online, Centurion Stone of Iowa, or head to the showroom. You will be glad that you did. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors CAP. Trends Plays of the Day, Circus Sports sponsor those. They're next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him. Hi, Millery Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Time for Trent's Play of the Day. Circus Sports, they sponsor those. Baseball is already underway in Detroit Cubs and the Tigers scoreless. Uh, then the bottom of the first car, the Cardinals are up big so far on Pittsburgh. Were those on your slate, either one? No, don't have anything until the 3 o'clock hour today. Right, what we have, have three got? games. At all in the 3 o'clock hour? Four overall, three in the 3 o'clock hour. We open things up. You know, one of my adages, a guy coming off a no-hitter to fade them. Hmm. Lorenzen did just that. Against Alex Cobb, pretty good in his own right. Give me the Giants. Hasn't Lorenzen pitched since then? I don't believe I so. I thought he did. He got shelled. 
Oh, really? I think this is his second start back. Ooh. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah, because that would have been, what, a week and a half? Yeah, maybe? he's yeah. pitched and he got rocked. Well, that would have been good if I would have <laughs> realized that. <laughs> that line yeah. of thinking. So are you still playing the game? Yeah, why not? All right. <laughs> so you're taking the Giants and Cobb. Giants plus 122, pick number one. Okay. Otani's good. Yeah, he is. Reds are good. Abbott's really good. Young lefty, they got something here. Give me the Reds, plus 148. Love the price. Thought this one was going to be priced more than that, plus 125 range. I'm getting nearly plus 150. Got to jump aboard. Too much value. Reds, plus 148. Alcantara has been a huge disappointment mm-hmm. this year for the Marlins. And mm-hmm. though he has been better lately, he has not been good. Lugo's pretty good. Solid, at the very least. Give me the Padres, minus the 127. And then tonight, we're right back to the well with one of the most profitable teams in Major League Baseball. They're Washington Nationals. <laughs> you knew exactly where I was going Plus 125 at the Yankees. You just keep handing me that plus How many have they lost now? Nine in a row? Nine in a row. Holy mackerel. Cashman walked the plank. I don't know. I think the Steinbrenners love him. I mean, if the old man was still there, he already would have been gone. Well, there's no way he would have lasted this long. No way. Not a World Series appearance in 15 years? Yeah, it's been too long. 14 years? There's no way. Mm -hmm. Yet, here we are. That could be... That could be a big off-season story in baseball. I don't think it'll be an off-season. I think it happens very quickly if it happens. Yeah, right away. They won't let him get to off. the winter winter meetings. Yeah, rip it off, and Boone probably goes with him. Yeah, Yanks have been a disappointment. Obviously, the Cards, the Mets. How about a baseball fan in the city in New York? Yeah, those two stinkers. My gosh, and probably a lot of hollering at each other during the winter time. But who's going to be better? It's <laughs> a Subway Series, Trent. I mean, <laughs> lock they it both in. Stink. They both stink. Awful, awful, awful. Well, tomorrow, uh, you Husker fans, or if you hate Nebraska, mm-hmm. um, you're welcome to. Yeah, I'm right here. <laughs> Sip joins us. Stephen M. Sip will join us uh, every single week during the college football season, the first of which of those appearances come up tomorrow. So Sip will be with us about 11.25. When does Lee Sterling start? Paramount uh, Sports the following the week? The following week. Lee will be back with us on Thursdays this season as we're... Putting that schedule together, trying to get all the voices, all mm. the different angles, get everybody ready for all the games. Boy, it's a great time of year. It really is. Today's show flew by. It did. And um, this is going to be the case, I think, now through the end of December. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, um, he pitched three in the third inning, gave up six runs, Lorenzo did, in that start after the no-hitter. Uh, so your premise was right. Yeah. Uh, we are out Just of time. Him. Murph and Andy coming up here in six minutes. The drive with Heather... No, with Sean, Heather's off this week, uh, and Jared Stansberry. The name of the show is the same. It is. The name doesn't change. Right. Just the principles. We'll see you tomorrow, 11 to 1, Miller & Co.